0: I'm going to be reading from John 3, verses 1 to 16. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you were doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and do you not understand these things? Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know and we testify to what we have seen. But still, you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life.
1: Thank you, Penny. I'm going to take a look at, at that Bible passage now. Um, harvest is all about. Life, isn't it? That's, that's what it's all about. It's all about life because we get food. Kids, you get food? Sometimes, yeah. We get food and we eat it and actually it gives us life, doesn't it? God sends uh, the rain. He sends the sunshine. He's given us soil. Uh, it produces crops. People work hard with the energy that God has given them. And that provides us with food to eat. And that gives us life. And we want to be thankful to God um, today for that. Uh, Your food gives you energy, doesn't it? And you need your energy for the day. If you're going out to preschool or school or college or work or if you've got loads of jobs to do, you need energy. And so you need to eat food to give you that energy, physical life. And we're thankful for that. We're thankful for what God has given us physically. But here's the question. Is there another kind of life? Is there another kind of life? Is there more? Is there something else beyond the physical, beyond the food and the harvest and and our lives and our bodies and our work and all of that stuff? Is there something more? Is there something beyond that? And you know what? Jesus answers that question with a big, fat yes today. He gives us a really big fat yes, and and that's what we're going to explore today. Jesus says, this guy comes to him, doesn't he? Any of the kids um, notice, who's the man that comes to Jesus? Anyone know? Who's the man who comes to Jesus? What's his name? He's got a funny name. Anyone notice? Go on. Nicodemus, that's right. Should we call him Nick? Yeah, we'll call him Nick today. Right, so Nick comes to Jesus, doesn't he? And when does he come? Did anyone notice when he comes to Jesus? Daytime or nighttime? Go on. Nighttime, that's right. He sneaks to Jesus at nighttime to have a chat with Jesus, doesn't he? And he talks to Jesus. But the thing is that Jesus, all the way through the conversation, Jesus keeps saying to him, Nicodemus, be born again. So what he keeps saying to him. He keeps going on and on about it, doesn't he? So verse 3, Jesus replies to Nicodemus. He says, truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. And then again in verse 5, uh, very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. And then just uh, again, verse 7, you should not be surprised, Nicodemus, at my saying, you must be born again. And you hear that phrase and you go, what? And Nicodemus goes, what? What is Jesus saying? Nicodemus, you've got to be born again, born a second time. And in fact, Nicodemus says, well, how can someone be born when they're old? That doesn't make sense, doesn't it? He actually says, doesn't he, uh, in verse 4, surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. It doesn't work like that, does it, kids? You can't go back inside your mummy's tummy and be born again, can you? No, and all the mummies say, no. (laughs) It was hard enough the first time. Not doing it again, twice as big, yeah? Yeah, no, you can't. You can't go back inside your mummy's tummy and be born again. And what happens normally is we start with a little baby, don't we? A little one like this, just a really small one like this, yeah? And we start with a little baby and then that baby gets to be a bit of a bigger baby. We've got a bigger baby. Who have we got? Oh, maybe Lottie's about, is she? she? There, she's in the creche. That's all right. And um, we get a little bigger baby. And then what I'm happens? Caleb. Yeah, your cousin Caleb. And then once they've got a bit bigger, they turn into what? Like a a toddler. We got any toddlers? They're all in the creche. That's all right. So Jude, maybe. a bit. He's a bit of a toddler, isn't he? And then once they get bigger than a toddler, what next? Where do we get to, sort of? I'm looking at a few people here, and I'm seeing a few. Who wants to come up? Do you want to come up? You're bigger than a toddler. I mean, Hetty, yeah, you're sort yeah, that's great. So you go to preschool, don't you? So you're about this big, right? So we've got Hetty here, and then when they get a little bit bigger, they turn into a sort of poppy size, don't they? And then when they get a bit bigger, go on, maybe, Ivy, if you want to come, and Joshy, they turn into sort of... Ivy and Joshy size, I'm just tracing this out, we're just mapping this out. So then when you get a bit bigger than Joshy, what happens? You sort of become one of the, go on, go on Isaac, you're just a little yeah, bit taller. And like you will keep going, that's oh, so all right, all right, chill out. Um, and then, <laughs> um, uh, go on, who, and then a bit bigger than Isaac, sort of you start to get a bit bigger. We go, oh, yeah, come up, just keep coming up, keep coming up. This is from a little baby and we're we're getting bigger. Now, these, these ones definitely can't be born a second time out of their mummy's tummy, can they? Right, we all agree with that, yeah? So then they get, and we keep going, and they get bigger and bigger. We've got any, like, lads? Go on, have a lad. I want a lad. Go on, George, we'll have a lad. Any tall, sort of bigger kids, you know? And then basically, we go all the way through this, and eventually, we get to Johnny. Johnny, you're going to... So this is what happens, kids. Come on, up you come. Nicodemus says, You cannot be born again a second time when you are old. That's what he says. And so this is what happens. So we go from Hetty to Johnny. All right? You know what I mean. Um, and that's how it works. Thank you, everyone. Should we give him a round of applause? Thank you, Johnny. Um, <laughs> that's how it goes. You can't be born again physically. Again, all the mummies agree with me. Yes, we're all nodding our heads. You cannot be born again physically. So what does Jesus mean? What Jesus is saying is you must be born again spiritually. Not physically, spiritually. You must be born again spiritually. Now this isn't me just like a little bit of a cop-out. No, Jesus says this in verse 6, doesn't he? Verse 6, flesh gives birth to flesh, right? So mummy gives birth to baby. Uh, Mummy donkey gives birth to baby donkey. Flesh gives birth to flesh. But verse 6, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, gives birth to spirit. Jesus is saying you need to be spiritually born Again, Justin Welby, uh, in the Queen's funeral uh, sermon during that that service, he talked about abundant life, didn't he? And he said uh, about the Christian hope that it's abundant life now and life with God in eternity. That is spiritual life. That's not physical life. It's beyond the physical. It's spiritual life. Jesus says to us today, get this new life from me. Be born again. Be born again. Get new life from God through Jesus. And you hear that command there, because it's a command, isn't it? And you say, hang on a minute. You can't do that, can you? Just think it through. Be born again. Well, you can't be born again, can you? Because... Well, think of the baby. The baby doesn't hear a... It, It happens. It's something that happens to the baby, isn't it? You can't go, all right, I'll be born again now. Because that's not how birth works. No, it's something that happens to you, for you. And it's the same with this. When Jesus says, be born again spiritually, this is something that God does to you it's something God does for you it's a gift now adults let's just stretch this for a moment uh, and we'll sing in a moment but let's just stretch this for a moment because sometimes we hear this language of being born again maybe you're sat there and you're thinking well I'm you know I'm a Christian but I'm not one of those like born again Christians like that type you know what I mean I'm a Christian, but I'm not kind of one of those, maybe like the guy that stood at the front. I had a friend who um, was invited to go on the radio for for an interview, and uh, he was asked to go on and talk about Christianity and science. That was the subject. But the interviewer caught him out and said to him, so what do you think about all these born-again Christians? My friend had to say, well, actually, I am one. I am one. Because that's what it means to be a Christian. A Christian is someone who's born again. They've received new life from God through Jesus. Is that the case for you today? Are you born again? Do you have new life through Jesus? It's very tempting in our culture to believe simply in the the physical, isn't it? just the physical that's very much how our culture rolls so there's the spiritual and the physical and our culture says nah, there's no spiritual there's nothing up there there's just this science teaches us this this is how it is well (laughs) science doesn't teach us this science studies this great fantastic we as christians love that we love science it's brilliant christianity birthed the modern scientific movement but science doesn't tell us this no, it only studies this. That's its remit. That's its place. There is such thing as the physical and the spiritual, both and not either or. Uh, I've just recently moved house. And my house has a downstairs and it has an upstairs. Now, if I was to go around to you and say, no, 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 My house just has a downstairs. There's no upstairs. It's a bungalow, Right? then you would say, what are you talking about, Rich? We know that your house has got a downstairs and it's got an upstairs. We know from the evidence. We've we've seen it. Some of us have been in the upstairs. Kev's been painting one of the rooms upstairs. <laughs> he knows. He can. He's an eyewitness. He's seen the upstairs. Some of you might say, "Well, I stood on your doorstep, and as I look, you know, I was talking to you." But I, there's a staircase there, Rich. So you can't go around saying that you've not gotten upstairs because there's a staircase. Where do your kids sleep? We've looked at the floor plans. We've looked at the evidence, and we know that your house has a downstairs. And it has an upstairs. And it's the same with spiritual things in Christianity. Yeah, there's the physical. We know all about the physical. We work, we eat, we, we, we do what we do day by day. But there is also a, a spiritual. To say that things are just physical, that there's no spiritual stuff at all, is to live a 2D life in a 3D world. It's to live... A black and white grainy life in a full-colour planet. No, there's physical and there's spiritual. And Jesus says to us today, be born again. Be spiritually born again. Receive spiritual new life, abundant life, forever life. How is the question then, isn't it? So we're thankful, aren't we? (laughs) We're thankful for that. We're thankful for the physical things that God gives us. But here we're told that he has spiritual things to give us as well. It's not either or, it's both and physical and spiritual. And Jesus says about the spiritual, he says, be born again. And you've got the answer already. How can we be born again? Well, Jesus says, believe in him. We have to believe in Jesus. That's how we receive new life from God. And that's the answer that Jesus gives Nicodemus. As the conversation goes on in verses 9 to 16, Jesus keeps talking about believing, doesn't he? In fact, Nicodemus says in verse 9, how can this be? And Jesus starts talking about believing in him, believing in Jesus. You see, Jesus is the man from heaven, isn't he? We, we used this image a few weeks ago. He's the man from heaven as he describes himself in verse 13. The one who has come down into our world to show us what God is like. Uh, but more than that, he's come into our world not just to live, but he came into our world to live as he did and to die On a cross, so that we can have that new life that He offers us. That's why He did it. He died on a cross for you. For you. He died for you. So that you can have life, life with God. How does that work? We've all committed crimes against God. In our lives, we've been godless, uh, meaning that we've ignored God. We've not really thought much about God. We've not really lived with much reference to God in in our lives. We could just kind of put him to one side. We've lived godless. We've been selfish. We all know that. Uh, We've been mean at times. We've been rude. Sometimes we've lied or been proud in our hearts. Sometimes we gossip. Sometimes there's lust and greed in our hearts and our lives and we've wronged God. We've committed crimes against him and the Bible says that the penalty for those crimes is death. It's the death penalty. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. That's hard to hear, isn't it? from our maker, our creator. And yet the wonderful news of Christianity is that Jesus took the death penalty for us on the cross. He died so we can live. He took the penalty away so that now we can have life through him. It's the language that's used in verses 14 and 15, isn't it? Of being lifted up. Jesus goes back to the Old Testament, picks up on an episode there and describes himself as being lifted up on the cross. So that we can have life. Verse 15. That everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. It's the most famous verse of the Bible, isn't it? The next verse. Verse 16. Kids, if you take away nothing from today, remember this. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That whoever believes in him, in Jesus, shall not perish but have eternal life. Do you see that promise? If you believe and trust in Jesus, you will have forever life, eternal life. And that's on offer for you. Today, I want you to imagine something, kids and everybody. I want everyone to think about this. I want you to imagine this, right? I decide to be generous. It's harvest, so I get you a gift, okay? And this gift is, this is a voucher, right? And I'm going to give this to you, and this is so that you can have a massive afternoon tea at the Hog and Hent right hogan Hent for any guests here or not he's around the corner it's a farm shop it's fantastic we love it it's just around the corner um product placement all sorts going on here isn't it but um but it's 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 you can go and have a cracking afternoon tea there now this isn't just any afternoon tea okay this is a hog and hen afternoon tea. So normally, afternoon tea, kids, what you got, you got sandwiches, you got scones, bit of jam, bit of cream, that kind of thing. But this is a hog and hen afternoon tea. So first of all, you get lovely plates of sandwiches. Who likes sandwiches? Yeah, sandwiches are all right, aren't they? There's better things coming. But the, the sandwiches are good. Yeah, we like the sandwiches. But then you get these massive sausage rolls as well on top. See, so you have the sausage rolls. You're not going to be able to manage it all. You'll have to do doggy bags, like wrap it up in a napkin, put it in your mum's handbag and take it home. Yeah, you've all done that. Yeah. And then, so then there's the sausage rolls. And then not only are the fruit scones with jam and cream, there's also cheese scones. Have you said you got suggestions for me or what? You're just celebrating the afternoon tea. Fantastic. So I'm just trying to map it out, everyone. Just let me. Right. So uh, after that, so yeah, the scones. But there's also cakes as well. Do we like cake? Yeah. Yeah, we like cake. Yeah, there'll be some later. Yeah, and there's like not just one each, there's like a few each and they're all different and they're massive as well. Big sausage rolls, big sandwiches, big scones of both kinds, jam and cream, too much to eat and that's my gift to you and here's the voucher. Do you want it for, for you, for your family? You can all go, yeah? Yeah, 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 obviously. Yeah, so you can go to the Hog and Hen and get this amazing massive afternoon tea. It's the wrong season, but when it is, you'll, you'll be able to go get one. And my question for you is this, is this the gift and that's interesting isn't it yes and no you say is this the gift yeah and no all at the same time is this the gift yeah it is if i give you this the gift's yours isn't it it's all there it's, this is the voucher is this the gift well no, it's not the gift, is it? Because the gift is when you go to the Hoggin Hen and you sit in that lovely garden bit with your family around the bench and you tuck into the sandwiches and the scones and the sausage rolls and the cake and all of that and you enjoy it and there's so much you have to wrap it in your mom, a little napkin, put it in your sandbag and all. That's the gift, isn't it? That's the gift. And it's a little bit like that with Jesus and his death on the cross for us. Jesus died on the cross for you. It's a gift. He offers it today to you. He died so that you can have life. But how do you take hold of the gift? Well, you you go and you believe in Him. You trust in Him. And you enjoy the good gift that He has given. That's how you grab hold of it. The, The God of life has given us so many physical things to enjoy the food that we eat and all of these things. But more than that, More than that, he offers you today full life, abundant life. Now in the present, not necessarily an easy life, but fullness and forever life. And he says to you today two things very simply, be born again. And the way you do that is believe in him. Believe in Jesus and you can have new life from God through him today. Is that you today? As you hear about that. Maybe you've been coming to church for like years. Or you've kind of been around church for years. Or maybe you've hardly ever been to church at all. Wherever you're from. Whatever background. Have you been born again? Have you got that new life from Jesus? I'm not asking you if you're a nice person. Or a moral person. Or a good person. Or a religious. Or a secular person. Or any other kind of person. But have you personally receive new life from god through jesus well you can do that today he says believe in me for god so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life let's pray father in heaven we thank you that you have given us these physical gifts in creation but the greatest gift of your son Jesus, the man from heaven. Thank you that he came into this world so that we can know you, so that we can be your children in a relationship with you, so that our sins can be forgiven and that we can enjoy new life with you. And we pray, Father, that you would help us to take hold of that gift of new life today. In Jesus' name. Amen.